0: Welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of The New Standard. And as always, I have my partner in crime, Neil Kulong, to my
1: left. What's up, Big Neil? You bet, Lance. It's a great day. We're, uh, we're excited here. Post-conference championship weekend, we do have the cross-state, quote-unquote, rivals, one-time Steagle partner. Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl Forty Seven, which is some combination of Roman numerals. I don't really want to bother getting into. I don't know why we don't just call it by the numbers by now. It's what fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. We are at okay. fifty-seven. We are All at right. the well, Mike Merriweather Super Bowl. That's the easy John to remember. John Fiala Super Bowl. It's five years older than me. Okay, that that's that's
0: uh, that's easy to remember. As always, listeners, if you want to join the show, pick up the Donovan. Uh, if you want to join the show, make sure you join us live on YouTube. Also, you can join us. By going to your local or whatever your podcast feeder, reader, and doing a search for the new standard and giving a subscription there. Wanna thank all of you guys for letting us uh for allowing us to be monetized and getting us there. Um, if you want to contribute to the show in that way via super chat, please do. We appreciate it. But you know, want to jump right into the news and notes. Uh, a little bit of Steeler news. Muth and uh Connor, Mooth, excuse me, and Hayward, uh, Big Hayward uh, are going to the Pro Bowl.
1: Yeah, it's always kind of nice to see the, the injury replacement players um, getting in there, the Super Bowl participant replacement players, which in a way uh, qualifies them um, kind of as Pro Bowlers. I don't know entirely. Um, I'm not 100% certain Pat Fryermuth belongs in the Pro Bowl or whatever variation of the Pro Bowl uh, this is today. But um, I certainly think Cam Hayward does. I was surprised he didn't um, initially. But it, it's good to see. Uh, we we also have a big national commercial spot coming from Cam Hayward. We have to be excited about that. I think, Lance, what all this means is they're already aware he's going to win Walter Payton Man of the Year. Finally, it only took six nominations for him to do that. Um, I'm not even sure what political representative I'm thinking of that uh, lost five elections before finally winning one. But I think this might be Cam's year in an honor that is very well deserved, but the Pro Bowl is as well. As for Firemouth out of his second year uh, replacing uh, future Hall of Famer Travis Kelsey in this game, good for him. It's certainly a, a, a plus for his uh, developing career. Um, I, I don't know if he is quite uh, peaked. I think he's got some um, – He better not have peaked. He, he's got some game left to, to develop. I don't think he is – probably quite as good as most Steelers fans think that he is, but he's a solid player. They have to like what they have. He's not going to be a a premier uh, elite level tight end, but he's a very good three down tight end um, for a second year player. He's going to continue to develop and uh, hopefully you can make some connections and uh, find some people that will help improve his game while he's down there for once again, the, the pro bowl, even though it's a collection of skills competitions or i i I honestly i I should know what this is but i really don't um no no it's
0: it's it's fine that you don't know because i was gonna ask you i i was gonna ask you it's
1: fine that i don't know it makes sense
0: no no i was gonna ask you what you thought you know about the touch football i knew you knew that part of it uh,
1: I don't know about sure. the other skills. Comp- I, I, knew no, you I knew it
0: was touch football.
1: Yeah, now that you say it, yes, I, I yeah, was stuck I on knew the skills that. part of it. But yeah, they have, a, I don't know. Football, to me, football is not a game that you play recreationally. It's not the one that you choose if you're out with your buddies. Um, you don't play football lightly. And certainly, NFL fans don't get into football that is not um, high level, um, highly competitive. A, a lot riding on it. And that's never been the Pro Bowl. But to dilute that even more, I, I don't know how this is No, <laughs> no here, here it goes. Here it is, Neil. I'm actually will watch
0: the Pro Bowl for five minutes. Now, that's a win. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl probably in 20 years. But I am going to watch it for five minutes this year because I want to see, I'm intrigued to see how bad that touch football game is going to look. <laughs> now, we don't, know now. To look we don't even know what good touch football is. You know, like we, if they have, have cool, no idea. But what, I'm, but what I want to see though is if they have coolers and beverages. On the sidelines, so like when he gets tagged, he runs to the sideline. He the, the 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 camera pans on the Budweiser cooler. He opens the cooler, opens the bud, takes a drink. Then we see a Budweiser commercial. I just want to see how bad this
1: could actually be. I think of a sellout. It will be. <laughs> that that that's, that The funny that's thing is, you're going to do all that. You need Travis Kelsey in the game. <laughs> He's not going to be
0: there, so. Yes, I mean, he he can't milliwop. Uh, but big news, the big news, and I don't want to uh, uh, take up too much of the show time on it, but just, just, just speak your mind and your thoughts about it. The show, we're going to talk about Art Rooney and his state of the Steeler comments on this show. I think a lot to dig into. Tom Brady
1: announced his retirement this morning. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it certainly hit me at um, a, a difficult time for my morning, but at the same time, um, news that I guess is, in, in a weird way, uh, surprising. Anytime that you feel surprised that a 45-year-old NFL player retires, you know that that player has a, a fairly significant impact on the game. And I think it is mild to state that that's exactly what Tom Brady did over 22 seasons. I was telling my daughter this on the, on the way to school this morning. I, I don't remember the NFL very well before Tom Brady, and the the cycle in which his career uh, has gone, it it's it's remarkable to a point where that this is you know legendary in any sport. And this is all stuff that we knew years ago about him. And he continued to play at a very high level this year. Maybe not the best, but if this was his worst season, and I think it's in the bottom three. I've looked at this statistically. His bottom three season had him leading the league in completions. It had him uh, at top five or six, I think, in touchdowns. Um, Not the best yards or average, but again, he's 44, 45 years old. We won't see a player like this again. This is a guy, he spanned multiple iterations of the salary cap. He has seen the careers of other Hall of Fame players that pale in comparison to him start and end over his tenure the fact that he played in 11 of technically 57 Super Bowls, he won seven of them. You you don't have a way to quantify that against anybody else. It, it's simply impossible. Um, in my opinion, it, he is the Babe Ruth of this sport, and the fact that he did it in the modern era of the NFL is nothing short of, of legendary. Uh, if, if that term can be used for anybody. Um, it's Tom Brady and Babe Ruth probably he he's the Billy. I mean he's the Billy. I mean, you know the one thing
0: that's comical uh, in all this was when I would think of Tom Brady and the Steelers, it was just a guaranteed loss. I mean and I'm just going to admit it as a Steeler fan over the course of his career, anytime you saw the Patriots on the schedule, just admit it to yourself. You wrote an L by it. You, you you just did, and that's me. You wrote an L in. by it,
1: and you got pissed off because you yes. had to, and then you went yes. after Brady, how much he sucks, and how you hate him, and all that. Yes, he, he, like, he drew out negative emotion like a like a wrestling heel. Like he, you he wasn't it. that guy at all. I mean, it's just it, it's amazing the he impact. Turned that he turned out had. to be
0: likable. Yeah.
1: Later yeah. in it later in his life, and he's a California
0: guy from the from uh from up here in the Bay Area. Um, he's from the South Bay. Um, I think him and Barry Bonds went to the same high school. Um, I know I, I worked with some people that used to live next door to his parents, said he was a great guy. I mean, all all I can say is, you know, he whooped the Steelers' ass. And, that, and maybe that's the highest compliment that I can give him outside of the fact that he's the Billy. And when you look at his career, I mean, hell, he's kind of like Kobe-esque in the sense where – Kobe wore two numbers and is a Hall of Famer in both. Tom Brady probably had three Hall of Fame careers. If you split it up in three different sections, he probably had three Hall of Fame careers. So he's no doubt the billy goat. He could play some more football if he wanted. But I'm glad that Tom Brady is moving on to his next chapter in his life and being a single dad and so on and so forth. Great player. It's going to be weird to not see uh, Tom Brady kick the Steelers' ass, but it's also (laughs) going to be nice to not see Tom Brady kick the Steelers' ass. If
1: anything, and you know Steelers fans are going to grab onto this for as long as they can. We beat Brady the last time we played him, as, as if that matters. I was highlighting the three. AFC Championship games in which Brady thumped the Steelers, and I, I was, I was at one of those, and it was fucking terrible. Excuse I wouldn't me. have even gone to the last one. I mean, I, I remember I went on on <laughs> uh, uh, the fan in Pittsburgh the night before that last AFC Championship game, and I was like, the Steelers played their Super Bowl already uh, without Bell. He was he was largely hurt at that time. They don't have a chance to beat this team. Unfortunately, they, they just don't. The Patriots are really good, but they don't have the star power that the Steelers do. And that that's going to be how we discuss that era, isn't it? I mean, it's all about the, the Steelers' fantasy football players versus the machine that was the Patriots, which was led by yeah, Tom Brady. absolutely. But even, absolutely. even with the, that star power that the Steelers had, that, that 2016 AFC Championship game, um, you, you walked in, they had no chance. You knew they were going to lose. It was like, they I, it, it's not even losing that game anymore. They lose it plenty often. It's more, I just, I'd rather it be to somebody other than Tom Brady for once. That'd they got great. baked.
0: And I want to apologize to YouTube for dropping the F bomb. But see, that's what Tom Brady does. He makes you drop the F bomb. But the last news and notes, notice. Did you drop the F
1: bomb or did I? I I I
0: I, 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 slid, did I I slid it in there real nice. Uh, I, I do that once a show. What's the problem? I, I, I slid it in there Are with we not some supposed fiber. to do that? I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Before We're used we get to it, apologizing for everything we do yeah, in society yeah, today, exactly. Let me get to the main topic of the program. Before we do that, real quick, Frank Reich, Demeco Ryan's, and Sean Payton uh-huh. get hired for jobs respectively for Carolina, Houston, and Denver. What's your what's your your first thought when you saw those hirings?
1: First thought, Demeco Ryan's. I told you so. Best move of the year, the Houston Texans hiring the best coordinator in football. He's going to have an immediate impact on a franchise that desperately needs it. He gets to play with the second overall pick, find themselves a quarterback. Schematically, he made, uh, it, he made kings out of sheep in San Francisco. Those guys, a lot of them are not good individual players. It's not like they're highly skilled or anything like that he made them twice as good as they were. You're going to see, well, it, this is probably why San Francisco is going so hard after Vic Fangio. I'd probably do the same thing, but Demeco Ryans is a high level coach. He is a high level defensive mind. They're going to be able to build significant talent on that team where they're drafting uh, the future cap space that they have. They, that, this is why they gave him a six year contract. They understand that this is going to take some time to build that team's going to be competitive sooner rather than later. And I'm really excited for it because I, I absolutely love Demeco Ryans. I've loved the 49ers, how they've put everything together. Um, after uh, Soleil went to, to New York, Ryans became the man there. They did even more stuff, which was with what was already a great schematic defense. Ryans is even better. And I, uh, the players love him. There isn't one that, that doesn't speak uh, glowingly about his ability to teach, to communicate. These are the real things that a coach does, okay? They're not playing a video game. It's not about selecting the play at the time or calling time out when you need to. The head coach's job is to organize and communicate their general philosophy and make sure that those things are getting done. Ryan can, Ryan's can do that at a high level, and he's proved that. The fact that it's good to see the big money, long contract, Probably well, probably not big money, but the long contract with the team that desperately needs it. Making a big investment into a black coach, I think, is is long overdue. But if it, I don't even want to say this, but I I, I will just point out that Demeco Ryan's deserves a head coaching job uh, if anybody yep. and Michael does, and Houston yeah made the best absolutely
0: they could have made. absolutely he has Houston ties was a player there was mm-hmm. a very good player very there. good player very good um, player it's going to be interesting that.
1: yeah it's he got be... hurt a bunch he was kind of undersized but he was a really good very ladder. good player very smart second round draft pick. Alabama guy. It's going to be interesting
0: to see if that plays into a part of them selecting Bryce young. Uh, Of course they have the number two pick. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays a part of that. What'd you think about the
1: compensation for Sean Payton? Um, I need to see it finalized Um, on my team, the breaking news team within sports illustrated. We have not confirmed that yet. The, The word is 17 to 20 million a year for Sean Payton, which is kind of the going rate for the top coach. Um, considering coach's salary is not it's off of the salary cap. You hear reports of stuff, but they don't have any obligation to report it. There's nowhere that it's specifically tracked short of uh, news reports that come out. We don't really have a great sense, um, a formal sense of who's getting paid what, but some franchises want to pay that uh, others don't considering um, the success that he has had, which is substantial. Um, and I, I don't mean just the the Super Bowl. He developed with, granted, a a, a very good quarterback, but he developed consistent, high level offensive success with that quarterback and with a bunch of other uh, um, key pieces that came and went over the time that he was there. Uh, the Saints were a difficult team to beat. They won a lot of games when he was there. He certainly is battle tested. He he's put a, a lot of his assistant coaches into head coach positions. Um, He's had outstanding coordinators on his team. I think it's fair to say he knows how to run a team. And if that's the going price, uh, do it. You know, if if, I think and I've said this with all due respect to to Nathaniel Hackett, um, Denver needed to put an adult in that damn room. I mean, they're 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 Denver was a horrendous team offensively in particular. Whatever it is that Hackett was doing, it was like nothing worked, nothing at all worked. Um, significant problem for them they needed to spend to get um, some pedigree to to build the team back up in particular obviously uh, their high dollar quarterback so now they've spent a significant amount of draft capital and are paying a substantial amount of money for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and they're going yep. to expect uh, pretty immediate results but the, the reality is um, I would I would think that it would work. I think Peyton is a good coach. I think Wilson is, is probably a bit better of a quarterback than what we saw last year, though I'm not sure where his ceiling exactly is. They can succeed together, but even if they don't, Denver's sunk uh, financially. That, that pairing isn't going anywhere um, anytime soon. So um, you, you want to give them a little bit of time to kind of see uh, how it will come together, but I, I feel they have good pieces in place uh, in order to do that. They've got some work to do and they don't have good draft capital to do it, but uh, it could just be kind of year one of getting out of the, the mess that they got themselves into.
0: You know, I think when you when you make the investment to get Russell Wilson, you got to be all in. I mean, you can't do it half-cocked. So at that point, yep. you, you, you've got to make it work. Yep. And there was no way that they could bring in an inexperienced first-time coach again. They've done that. They've been there, done that. He lasted what eleven games. They couldn't do that, so they had to go get pedigree. The that last guy game against the Rams
1: was one of the worst that you'll ever see. Uh, for, oh, they were and, just horrendous. And specifically, so you've got
0: to you, you've got to get a coach that I think the quarterback is going to respect and allow himself to be coached hard by, and, yep. and that's Sean Payton. And I think that. I think it'll it'll work for them. I think they'll be pretty good. They've got a good defense. I think you'll see whatever Russell is, you'll see the best of that. Problem for that division and for the NFL is uh, that guy, Patrick Mahomes, in Kansas City with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Mean, you could be at your best, and he could play on one ankle and still beat you. So I think that's the major problem. But let's but let's, Boy, let's shift. It. But let's shift into, and we'll get into our Super Bowl picks probably next week. But let's shift into, and I think Neil is probably uh, picking the same team I'm going to pick. And props to Neil, which gives for, me the win for props to Neil for only uh, getting one game incorrect this whole playoff season, and, and that, that was that the. Chiefs-Bengals game. The, the, the and, team and, and, that hey, I did
1: not pick did absolutely everything it could do to not win that game. Yes, they <laughs> absolutely was did. laughable.
0: They absolutely <laughs> did. And I wish someone would push me out of bounds and that would result in an extra 15K. Yeah, not can I yards, just say this 2K? really
1: quick, just because this is in conjunction with uh, uh, my picks. I picked the Bengals plus two um, against the Chiefs. Toss-up for me. I could see that going either way. I bet heavily on um, Cincinnati's defense being able to stop Mahomes enough to pull out that win, probably something late. They almost did that. I would like to point out two playoff losses the Bengals have had the last two years. Those are the only times the Bengals defense did not get the big stop it needed at the end of a game. What I really mean by that is Joe Burrow is not playing at the level that people think that he is. And he did it again in, in these playoffs. He wasn't good uh, on on Sunday in the AFC championship game. He wasn't good to act as if he was going up against a lesser defense than what Mahomes was. And Mahomes on one leg with some of the plays that Mahomes made, Burrow got outplayed again uh, for, for people to continue to insist that He's the one driving all this. And give zero credit to Cincinnati's defense is just – it's criminal, in my opinion. What it, it, just a phenomenal job by Cincinnati's defense in that game. They just – you know, the offense, their, their offense couldn't help them out. They had to punt. They get the late penalty. Um, that put them into field goal range. Kid hits a, a, a big kick in the cold. It's a tough game to lose. Cincinnati's defense did a lot except for that one drive. And that, that's what happened. Uh, against the Rams in the Super Bowl. And everyone still wants to praise Joe Burrow as if he's the one doing it. ridiculous. It's Mahomes just is easy. twice the player it, Burrow it's, is right it, now. It's, it's easy and I love the comment from
0: Kevin Jones. Ghost of Pac-Man and Montez yeah. pushed OC into Mahomes yeah. and ran to the tunnel. What a horrible that's, mistake. That, that's great. I, I feel for the kid, but...
1: You do. You do. There's you you know. it, Look, 99 times out of 100, that's getting called. I don't want to hear anything about, you don't call that in a title game. No, you have to call that. He's yeah, almost t- out of the wide yes. stripe on the sideline yes when got i mean hit. it was it, it was I mean, like dude come on what i mean the kid doing? was trying to make a play yeah, it got and, out and in that, front of that's him, football man. that happens you know you it know? happens it's an emotional and physical game. person he and, just he made a mistake guys drop yeah, passes i mean it's kind of the same thing you know
0: yeah you know that, that that's what it is but let's jump into the topic of the program and sorry it's yeah. taking us a while to get there but there's been a lot of news floating around the nfl i thought it was Uh, Definitely apropos that we spend some time talking about uh, quite possibly the greatest football player of all time. Art Rooney jumped into and did his State of the Steelers sort of press conference that he does every year where he kind of lays out his feelings of the previous season and kind of that's his last time he talks pretty much for the entire season, uh, for the upcoming season. I want to jump into some of the things that he said um in his press conference with the local Pittsburgh press and this is what he said about overall about the Steelers and give me your thoughts on it let me just start by saying that even though we fell short of making the playoffs this year I thought the second half of the season was encouraging obviously we still have a lot of areas that we need to improve on but I like the way the team kept fighting down the stretch and kept ourselves alive real quick One thing I noticed in that comment is that he views it a little bit different from us. He's looking at the entire process in terms of team building and getting from point A to point Z, which would be a championship. As fans, we only look at point Z, Super Bowl. We don't want a Super Bowl. The season is not a success. And clearly, in these comments, he's putting some context To how he is framing the season
1: what's your thoughts on those comments by art rooney i think they're 100 expected um nothing about that as a surprise i could have told you probably to the syllable that's what he was going to say uh it's what he has to say he's not going to get into a whole lot of the the particulars of how the the meal is made but um it's it's fair it's reasonable um i'd point out that probably could say the same thing about last year and you know maybe not quite the same the year before because it was sort of the opposite. But it, it all ends in a very similar fashion, either a first-round playoff loss or just missing the playoffs. Where are they going, I think, is the question. And if anything, I, I would have thought it'd be a fun exercise if, if we felt like being trolls in this way to go through and rank the questions that were asked keep in mind this is not like a scrum they know about this they know it's one representative per outlet they're preparing the question ahead of time and the level of questions they ask i think are i don't know not let, the ones i let's do that let's do get one question to ask that that's not the one i would ask probably let, let,
0: let's do do you want to do that do you want to rank some of the questions
1: i feel bad i don't want to I don't want to fight. It, it, it's <laughs> I'll rate the can we rate the questions and not specifically say who asked them? We can it, it isn't personal. I'm not we, I, we, I know all of these we, guys. I'm I'm not trying to rip on anybody just something. We can't
0: even. we can do that. We can do that. That way I'll keep you clean. <laughs> all right.
1: I'll, I'll keep you clean in this. Uh, okay. Let's do this. I I don't the first question. It's kind of, it it has to be asked. Um, I think I wouldn't waste the question. I would just kind of assume um, Rooney's intro comments are going to do that. He's going to speak generally. He's going to speak on Kenny Pickett. We, we, you know, we can accept that going into it. I wouldn't have prepared a question uh, on Kenny Pickett for that reason. Um, He's going to give you general thoughts on offense and defense. We have a good sense of what he's going to say. Um, the key for him is going to push out the, uh, the improvement. You have to ask about Canada, so props to that. Um, I think the direction of the team is probably where I would have gone, but let, let's go with this. First one, when you evaluate the season in its total, is that the way you look at it as in the, the improvement part? You talked about the second half. Do you evaluate the early stages or what happened in the second half of the season overrides that when you evaluate the whole season. In other words, two parts, are you ignoring the first part for the second part? That's a fair question. Um, you're going to get something from that. Do you want me to read his response? Let, so let me ask, are we ranking them from good to, to, to terrible, or t- from which way are we ranking it? Like... I, good to terrible works. Um, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm okay. looking at it more... And you get one question, and this is probably the last time you're going to talk to them. You get one question. Is the value of this question, does it meet the situation that you're in? That's how I'm going to determine it. I don't want to call it good or terrible. It's kind okay. of more valuable or not valuable, considering uh, the, the circumstances that you're in. That question, I think, has to be asked. So I would say, yeah, that that's, that's good enough. Um, and so he answered so
0: you'll read the question okay the question that you think and then i'll read his answer and rooney answered. i mean look i think you want to see the team improve over the course of the season from start to finish no matter what your record is that's what you're shooting for to get better as the season goes on i thought we did that obviously you rather not dig too deep of a hole in the beginning which unfortunately we did but the fact we were breaking a new quarterback, two of them, in fact, was something that I think was a factor in at least some of the difficulties we have in the first half of the season. But we weren't playing that well on a defensive side either. Giving up big plays early in games doesn't help. So I don't discount completely the first half of the season. You can't ignore it. But I think, again, the key is seeing improvement over the course of the whole season. It's encouraging. His answer is very much in line with what we thought, why they retained Matt Canada. And and, and I'm sure you're going to point to that question. They're looking at it over the course of the entire season. Had they, over the second half of the season, not done very well and gone seven and two, his answers would be very different. And his response to the coaching staff and whatever he was going to do was going to be very different. Them going seven and two, in my opinion, this answer is telling me, okay, I'll give it some time. We went 7-2 over the last half. Don't F around and we be terrible next season.
1: I think it, it's, again, he's using it as an opportunity to, to point out the headline that he wants out of this, which is we improved a bunch. And I think um, it's, it's the right answer to a question that's not very challenging. Um, but it, he, I think probably gives, uh, the most thorough answer with this question than, than any other. Um, I don't know what else we would expect him to say, but you do need to get that on the record. So, you know, it's, it's kind of the question and the answer that needed to be asked. Um, you go to the next one. I think this one, do you want to read it? I I think this one is the one people would, would have paid to see, you know, that this is kind of the headline question from a fan perspective. Do you want to read it or should I go ahead and read it? Go ahead and read it. Is that improvement on offense specifically the reason that you decided to stick with Matt Canada for another year Uh, to point out the key thing in here? Notice how he used the word specifically. It's not being ambiguous. He's hitting it straight up. Are you sticking with Matt Canada because of the improvement over the year? Probably the best question that was asked for that very reason. No wiggle room. You're going to ask the question directly and you're going to let him decide whether or not he wants to answer it directly. Um, That has to be done as a reporter. You don't get to argue with the subject. You don't get to to berate them. You don't get to debate the issue. You ask a question and you are ethically obligated to write down the response. However you frame that is up to you, but you, you don't get to... Uh, antagonize a subject it doesn't work like that I felt this question is the most professional and pointed uh, that it could have been he forced him to answer it specifically which is very important with a lot of this because it, it, the next one in particular you're going to see all kinds of wiggle room that's being left open for that um, this is the biggest question I'd feel fans would have had uh, it addresses the most uh, controversial move this offseason season. And he forced the owner to answer something very specifically.
0: And this is what the owner said. And we'll jump into Meat Whip 21 from Germany. Big up to you, my friend. Um, his his question that he's asking as well, because I thought that's very good as well. Rooney answered by saying, yeah, I think so. I love the use of the word improvement as well, because improvement gives him the ability to not say the offense sucked. Like it, 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 like you can say it improved and still think that the offense sucked because you can go from averaging four points a game to six points a game and say it improved, yeah. but it absolutely sucked. Yeah, so technically I, I thought it did. the use of the word improvement I thought was great. So he said, "I like, I, I think we like to see the improvement with a rookie quarterback. They seem to work well together. They built a good working relationship." To sort of start over again with a new offensive coordinator, could wind up back in the same situation again where the first half of the season you're breaking in a new coordinator. So we just felt like there's enough there to build on that we want to continue to keep the group together. You know what that answer sounds like to me? How you define a bad marriage that sticks together for a few extra years when they probably should have got divorced in year five, but they made it to year eight.
1: It, it's, it's fair because at the same time, look at how well and keep in mind, I mean, Art Rooney is, has grown up around the media his entire life. He is an expert at couching all of his statements. You know I think we like to see improvement. Yes. You know it, it, With a rookie quarterback, they seem to work well together. They built a good working relationship. There's something solid to sort of start over again with the new offensive coordinator could wind up back in the same situation. <laughs> just, he's not going to stick himself to anything. And that, that's, you know, you expect that. Um, it's just, it, it's funny to me because he, it, he isn't being flippant with it. He's not being avoidant. It's just really, um, he's not top to bottom putting any of this in stone and he's not a brash, you know, big no, talking kind of guy, uh, which is helpful. In other words, if you look at it in these terms, Rex Ryan would have answered this question very differently. And the Rex Ryan thing while entertaining and certainly good for business, for people like me, I don't know how good of, 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 of an angle that is in terms of leadership. So um, I, I think he's generally correct in what he's saying though. And it, it will help valid. Yeah, it makes sense. What he's really saying is, if we start over with another offensive coordinator, we're in the same spot that we were in. Because last year, we had the experienced offensive coordinator just with the inexperienced quarterback. Next year, our only way to get continuity is to have the experienced coordinator continue to work with the experienced quarterback. Um, Results may vary. We'll see. But it it makes the most sense from a, a strategic standpoint to buy into that logic. And I think that's generally what he's saying here, Uh, banking on continued improvement, which, as we've talked about many times, was there. Now, what the ceiling of that improvement is is a different story. We definitely saw them go from being the most pathetic offense in the league to one that was kind of bad. That's a nice improvement. (laughs) Second most pathetic to Denver. Yeah, we'll we'll give Denver their due. but (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) top to bottom – if that means their trajectory will continue the same way, but I see their logic in, in making the choice that they made. And he addressed that very well. I think it was a good question. Um, I, I like the answer. Yeah, I I, 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 agree that.
0: I think the logic of it is sound. I'm just hoping that they can add dynamic ball players on the offensive side that can raise the tide, but to meet whips uh, point, he said, "Did we improve really so much in the second part of the season compared to the tougher first part
1: of the schedule?" And did you watch you- the games in, in each of those sides? It, it's this comes down to the the constant need to affirm uh, this this wide gap of talent between every team in the NFL. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were a better team than the Steelers. I, I think we know that. It's not as if this is college in which the Eagles will beat a team like the Steelers by 30 points every time they play them. 30-point wins are rare in the NFL, unless you're the 2022 Steelers and you play the Bills and the Eagles. But it, it, it doesn't happen that way consistently. The Steelers got things fixed because of those bad beats, okay? Eagles went out and almost lost to the Lions. Frankly, they should have lost to the Lions. Any team can beat any team, but the, the gap between, say, number one overall and, like, 25 overall is not incredibly wide. So to bank everything over eight games on this generalized sense that the, the quality of, team, of opponent was just that much better in the first half of the season it, or good enough to completely disqualify success against the teams that, frankly, are the Steelers' peers, not their superiors, it's nonsense. It doesn't make any difference. You did the things you were supposed to do then. By league average, you shouldn't have lost by 30 points to the Bills and the Eagles. You shouldn't have. The league average loss is like four points or something like that. They got manhandled by better teams. Now, I I understand that they're better. It's just in the NFL, they're much closer than people think that they are. The quality of your opponent, I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying it does not account for 30 points. It doesn't account for four touchdowns in a game. It's not that wide of a gap. They showed improvement because they got better, not simply because of the the team that they're going up against. It's not as simple as that. that. That's what Tomlin means when he says things like nameless gray faces. It's not about the opponent. It's about what we're doing. The Steelers were a gong show the first half of the year, offensively and defensively. They were a terrible football team. They were mediocre by the end. That improvement existed. It's not because of who they played. They got better. They changed things up. They improved what they were doing. Give them that at least. I think you're 100%. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, your obligation is to get better regardless of
0: who you play. And, you know, it resulted in wins um, as well. And thank you, Kevin, for posting uh, these stats when he said in the first eight games they averaged 11.8 points per game. Ouch! And in the last nine,
1: 21 points per game. And I think who's, the Steelers fans, that? the Steelers, they average 11 points a game the first eight games. No, that's not even no, I think a true. little bit more, probably about 13. It's like 15, 15. 16. That, that's yeah. horrible, mind you. And they it's average more than horrible. 21 at the end, yeah. I don't, at the end. and so, but, but even
0: still. Thanks, thanks, Kevin. But the context is the 11. same. I mean
1: Holy shit.
0: They, the 70s? They, they improved. They and it's fair because you you play who you play.
1: That's it. What's what's the next question that you got for us? We're going into uh this I I think and we'll we'll dissect why uh this is the worst question and answer of um the conversation. <laughs> a lot of teams now open it up, throw the ball and try to score a lot of points apparently teams never tried to score a lot of points so you say but you say you like the formula of running the ball it's not a formula what makes you think that can still work in this day and age with how teams go about their offense my god is that weird the, (laughs) the answer from art rooney well don't get me wrong i'd like to have an effective passing game too way to lead him right into that answer i mean i think the best teams can do both totally expected this is what he's going to say being a team that's tough to defend means you can do a lot of things right i think what we're looking for is to be balanced oh god i hate that term It, it it's just nonsense i think we need to improve on the passing game for sure We need to see more yards after the catch from our receivers. Thank you for bailing the reporter out, Art. You definitely didn't need to say that. That's not what he asked, but that's the key point to all this. Obviously, we need to be better in the red zone. That's another good one. So definitely some places we need to improve on to score more points is the bottom line. That question is, it's the biggest softball that was tossed in this whole thing. When, When you're allowing the subject to provide you with the cliche answer with the easiest answer you're not doing your your highest and best with this to suggest and he didn't even it, it, notice how Rooney didn't even address the run game which is what the question is trying to ask uh, it's because he didn't ask specifically about the run game he's asking in, in, in a weird general way you run the ball a lot do you think that can still work today and instead yes. what we got was the the infamous well we want to be balanced even though literally no team in the league is even remotely balanced in that sense you you run the ball a lot if you throw it 60% of the time in today's NFL that's a big running game now and that's with a couple teams that run with their quarterbacks a lot on on uh, both designed and improvise improvise I can't say it they run the ball a lot with their quarterback it, to it, this question He he threw him a rope. Um, We need to see more yards after the catch from our receivers. That's something poignant to look at, because that was a significant problem offensively this year, and it has nothing to do with the run game uh, specifically. Um, It it is, though, what the Steelers have been trying to utilize uh, in lieu of a run game over the last several years. The concept is the same. It's not... The, the value of running the ball is not physically handing it off to a running back. It's getting the ball into short space with a high percentage of completion and the ability to move down the field. When you are not success, successful, moving after the catch, which the Steelers were not at all this year. Uh, they have an offense that largely predicated them on uh, running after the catch. And they didn't do that. So they, they had a lot of failure in that regard. That's a major problem. And Rooney is giving some insight that they're aware that that's a, a major problem. What that means when the owner says it is, we're going to do something about it. What that is, I don't know. But that's you know, unfortunately, when you only get one question, uh, you're not able to follow up. But that would have been the follow up. What What do you intend to do? What are you looking to do to address that? There's schematic issues with that. There are personnel issues with that. There's a lot of things that need to come into it. If you are planning uh, to have your wide receivers. Um, getting five, six, seven yards after the catch consistently, there are things you need to do to set them up. And for me, the biggest failure in the Matt Canada offense was the fact that did, he did not use his receivers in concert with one another at all. They didn't run choice or option routes. They didn't run combo routes. Part of that is probably because they have new quarterbacks who don't know what they're doing within the offense that they're in, and their receivers, not the greatest in the league, I don't think, for for doing these kinds of things. And their offensive coordinator might not be the best at drawing those kinds of things up. Whatever it is, spin it up in the soup, draw one of the answers out, it's going to be correct. It is, though, priority number one, in my opinion, for what they need to do offensively. They have to get their, their receivers working more in concert with one another to set each other up, to get the ball in more space, instead of just dealing with zone and man coverage they need to work off of that, based on what it is, to help set each other up uh, for for bigger plays after the catch and for bigger plays down the field. They don't do that at all right now, and it's almost like Rooney wanted to address that, uh, wasn't exactly given the opportunity to, but he found kind of a chance to do it, so he threw it in here. So good answer on a weird, awkward question. Yeah, the, the yeah the the question was was kind of weird. I,
0: I I I thought it was weird in... And... He did have some nuggets in the answer. Let's pick one more question because mm-hmm. I think this is going to break into yeah, two sorry. parts because the show is running kind of long because of the intro. And there's a couple of questions uh, from the listeners that I want to jump into. Pick one more question and we'll jump into some other nuggets from this interview because there are some nuggets here. And, well, let's jump into this one. Um, because Robert Post posed the question. Um, not, not, I, don't, I don't want to jump into that one. I picked the wrong one, but they said um, – Robert posted this. They asked Rooney if they were going to sign Tomlin again.
1: He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. I, I wouldn't get into that. I it, It's not – they never talk about that. Yes. We make, we make a thing, thing out of it every single time it happens. And he's it, Tomlin's gotten extensions with one year left on his deal. He's gotten extensions with three years left on his deal. We have no idea – why that is or what the rhyme or reason is um if any insight is given it's largely that Rooney says Tomlin's going to coach until he says he doesn't want to coach and I don't think that's a shock either um people want to create the sense that there's more than what there probably is regarding that situation they're comfortable with Mike Tomlin as the team's coach I understand that the results are not coming the way that people want them to come right now, but they're not going to make a move with their head coach. If their head coach, who would easily get $20 million a year going on TV, if he wanted to not coach, he wouldn't be coaching. It's not because he got fired. It's because he just wouldn't have the, the, the desire to do it anymore. If you know Mike Tomlin, he represents himself. He identifies with being a coach more than anything, a teacher, not an NFL coach necessarily, not the Steelers coach necessarily, but just a coach. He eats this stuff up. He's at the senior bowl watching punters. He's talking with the low-level assistants and everybody who's there. He lives and breathes ball, and he'll tell you that all the time. I don't think he's going anywhere because this is who he is. This is what he wants to do. Uh, He enjoys the hell out of the entire process. I, I love him for that. I think it's great. Let me just Um, say this. I hope he has more success than what he's had, but he's not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: And we'll probably talk about this in the part two of this, but when the owner quotes the coach. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) when the owner quotes the coach, I mean, pretty much you're on safe standing. I mean, (laughs) come on. I mean, mean, if you read the transcript, and I'm sure you guys have, he quotes the coach. I mean, he uses the quotes. Uh, 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 the coach's cliches. I mean, so, I mean, hell, I've never had that happen in my employ where my coach is, you or my manager is using my catchphrases, but I know that would make me happy and <laughs> think that I was pretty solidified in my role. But let's jump into some of these questions here. And, yeah. and, and Coach Corey, of, Coach ones, CH yeah. um, asked this question. Big up to Corey, high school coach, does a fantastic job, great program. Um, why am I hitting the wrong questions? Um, did you see the comment from Fryer move that they didn't have any hot routes? What's your thoughts on that?
1: That's what I mean about combo routes and things like that. It it's there's no real dynamic um aspect to the Steelers' offense. It doesn't surprise me that they don't have that because you have to look at it like this. It's not simply that Matt Canada is a bonehead and and doesn't know what these concepts are. The problem is when you have a new quarterback, one of those quarterbacks is Mitch Trubisky, and I warned you about this back in March when everyone was telling me how great of a signing he was because he went to a Pro Bowl once. He's an idiot. He doesn't see the field. You can't overcomplicate things for him. A hot route is complicated for Mitch Trubisky. He would hang on to the ball and take a sack, and we saw that plenty of times you got to get open down the field. They wanted their receivers running certain routes because those are the routes Trubisky knew. And then you had Pickett on top of that, who only had, what, a couple months exposure within the NFL. So they didn't have the ability to add a whole lot of complexity. You have to admit that that's what happened. I'm not saying that that was good. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have just thrown them both in the fire and said, we need to figure this out, grow up. You know, if you're going to be the starting quarterback, You're going to take all of this. They set him up to succeed with what he had. They really tried to make them not be in a position to make a bunch of mistakes, and the two of them made a bunch of mistakes anyway. Um, That's the level of talent they were working with. That should change, okay? They have more experience together now. They have an entire offseason. Pickett gets the whole offseason being the starting quarterback. He gets the entire offense to go through. He gets his input to say, I like this, I don't like this. They can all work together. This is why they brought Canada back. You have that continuity. Are they going to do something about these problems? Well, I'm saying this. I'm okay with the decision, but I'm going to watch the first two games and see nothing but the wide receivers. And if they're not doing other stuff, if there's not more complexity and more nuance, they wasted the year because they're not going to be any different. It's not difficult to defend this offense. They're not throwing interceptions all the time. But they're not advancing the ball down the field either. I mean, I, I don't know what the difference is in a lot of ways. Yeah, and we'll and we'll talk about it
0: in part two of this, because that came up. I mean, clearly we can see that their offensive philosophy this year was don't turn it over. I yeah. mean, that that that's pretty much what it was. It don't turn it over. And hopefully we can win games like that. I love freak because freak gets right to it. Freaks and he wrote, they handcuffed Canada to protect Pickett. He
1: was just the nation's fall guy, or yep. he is the low-hanging fruit. And look, I, I was saying this after the first couple games. It wasn't just Pickett. It was Trubisky as well. They did the same thing with Trubisky. The offense didn't change a whole lot when when Pickett got in there. Pickett just made the throws that Trubisky wouldn't make. It, I, and I'm not – I've said this exact comment thousands of times on this show. I am not saying Matt Canada is Bill Walsh. I'm not saying he's going to, to revolutionize offense when they finally start putting option routes into to their repertoire. I'm saying – they're going to be improved simply because these things are going to make you a little bit better. But if you can't do them, they don't make you better. They make you a lot worse. That's why they didn't do it. So for Farmouth to say that, without any context, I you know, I don't know how fair that is necessarily, but he's the one who's in there. He knows what's going on. He probably lost 20 catches because of the lack of hot routes. I, I'm sure he feels he could have been utilized more. Uh, in in terms of offensive protection. In other words, there's a rush coming at you. Get rid of the ball. <laughs> Throw it to the guy who's short, who's running hot. <laughs> if they're not doing that, though, they are doing themselves overall a disservice, but they're not turning the ball over. And I think that was uh, uh, priority number one within their offense this season. And, and Corey
0: went on to say that even in, in in their high school offense, they had very rudimentary
1: hot route concepts that they would do uh, In my glory days as a backup quarterback. I knew the hot routes for every package that we had. Okay. That was a while ago. I knew where to throw hot in certain situations to not have any is really kind of weird. And and that's interesting (laughs) to not have any is
0: your coach, your head coach saying, take this out.
1: Let's keep it super simple. Probably that's your head coach. Probably that. That is your head coach. And and we are taking Fryermuth with literally too, okay? Yes. To be honest, I think it's impossible to not have something. It depends on what you want to refer to as a hot route. But at the same time, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't in the offense. So I I think there is some truth to to what he's saying.
0: (laughs) There were a lot of points in the offense. Let me jump into this point from Rob Cotting. He said, Lance and Neil, what question would you ask Rudy? I'm going to toss this to... To Neil, I'd probably ask Rooney a softball question. Um, I'd probably a- ask a softball question like some of these softballs. But if I were to ask him a question, it would revolve around offense, you know, specifically, where do the Steelers need to improve on the offensive side of football to generate more points? I mean, it, it, they, they're not scoring enough points to be competitive uh, and to win championships and to be the type of team that I know he wants them to be. I, so my my question would revolve around points and, and what he sees needs to improve for them to score more points. What about you,
1: Neil? I would say something to the effect of in in twenty twenty because or twenty twenty one because of COVID reduced cap, you weren't able to spend very much money. Twenty twenty two. Some things happened, you had more money to spend, and you did. Is 2023 going to be more like the year you didn't spend much or the year you spent a lot, relatively speaking? I'd want him to commit to one or the other and not give him the chance to just describe those two years, which is usually what he does. Um, For them, and we talked about this a lot last year, Lance, we knew they were going to spend money. They went out and got starters last year. They didn't have the ability to do that because of the shortened cap Um, because of COVID uh, and the the lost 2020 season and all of that, not lost season, but revenue was down 900%. So I would want to see if I could get him to commit one way or another. Um, He's probably going to dance on it, but you notice nobody asked anything cap related in this. I kind of want to know what they look at, uh, what they're looking at roster wise, what they want to do to improve. Again, I'm not sold that he's going to give me a decent response, but that question is the one that I want to dive into as a reporter. I I want to see, from the owner, I want to talk about roster construction. Uh, If Jeff Lurie of the Philadelphia Eagles is in front of me, I'm not asking about the run game. I want to know how he's creating the roster, because they have a damn good roster. And this is a team, too. People should know this. The Eagles won a Super Bowl, then made a mistake with, if it, we'll call it a mistake, they blew their opportunity with their former franchise quarterback, had to get out under his contract, Carson Wentz's, then got rid of their head coach. How many teams go from the Super Bowl with one pairing of head coach and quarterback and get back to the Super Bowl five years later with another coach and another quarterback? Absolutely remarkable. That's right. what teams should be doing. If you want to look at the, 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 the pinnacle of the NFL right now, it is without question, the Eagles. So I want to go along those lines because the Eagles were successful and not successful. Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, for example, uh, along with their quarterback, Uh, they were successful and not successful in draft. They hit well in free agency. They got sucker trades, things like AJ Brown being acquired for a a first round pick is highway robbery. Um, who else did they get? They got somebody else big for for trade, I'm pretty sure. Um, they they acquired free agents. Uh, and Sue is is a, a quality role player for them. They hit on everything. So I'm not able to ask Rooney exactly about that. So I'm going to break into the payment piece of it, which is two years ago, I know that you didn't spend much money, and I know why. That's why I'm putting it out in the question. I don't want you to restate that. Last year, you had the money, and you did spend it. I know that. I don't want you to restate it. Which is this year going to be more like? The year you had money and spent, or didn't spend, or the year you uh, have money and you did? Which one? See yeah. what he would do with it.
0: It'd be interesting to see how he would answer it, and we're going to jump into some more of these questions as part two. We only dug into a few of them because the intro was so long, but but rightfully so. I think we needed to touch in you know, with the Tom Brady stuff. He is a you know, a, a monumental figure uh, in the sport of football that is calling it quits. And he defined an era, multiple eras of football for for people. And it's just amazing that, like in my time, I've seen Jordan, I've seen LeBron, I've seen Tom Brady, I've seen Magic, I've seen Kobe, I've seen Kareem, I've seen Gretzky. Uh, I've seen some incredible athletes play. And um, Tom Brady is, I've seen Serena uh, Roger Federer. I mean, and, and he's and he's in that pantheon of absolute absolutes. Um, and, if, I mean, he's a guy, in, in my opinion, that, I mean, he's better than Peyton Manning. I mean, and, and, and everybody's going to say, yeah, he's better than Peyton Manning, but, man, Peyton Manning was an incredible player. And for me to be able to say it that quickly, I mean, that just shows you um, just how good um, Tom Brady was. Um, There was something that you posted on Twitter, Neil, that I cannot remember that I wanted to ask you about. And maybe I'll I'll pull it up a little bit later um, and ask it to you next week. Just offhand, a lot of draft stuff going out there. Um, And just offhand, you know, I've been just going around in my head. Again, I'm hoping that the Steelers, um, you know, with that pick, early in the second round, go offense and get a playmaker. Um, As I watch these playoffs, I mean, you know, it's essential. You need playmakers. You need playmakers. And I think we've seen that the ascension of Kenny, especially in looking at these players, is going to be critical uh, to what uh, the Steelers become uh, moving forward. You got anything else, Neil, you want to add before we get out
1: of here? Put dudes on the field, let them work together instead of just running one singular route. Get them the ball in space and let them get upfield. That's really what they should do. You can do whatever you want with the run game after that. If you want to create explosive plays, do that sort of thing. Watch Philadelphia, see how they're doing it. The combo of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown is lethal. It is extremely difficult to defend both of them, especially when they're working together. (laughs) They're doing things together because of how a defense is responding to them on the field. The Steelers don't do that. They need probably a little bit more talent to do that. They're taking a step in that direction. I'm I'm excited for that. Um, Beyond that, I'll bet anybody any amount of money or anything else that they want, the Steelers draft a cornerback with one of their first three picks. And the Cam Sutton market, going to be higher than people think that it is. So they're going to need another cornerback, something they have to do. Yeah, it's going
0: to be absolutely high. Uh, And I I love to see that Wes is uh, saying bye to Felicia. Uh, We all know Wes and Felicia are in the same place watching the show. Anyway, but with that, we are (laughs) going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Go Steelers.